This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at WBEZ.org slash events. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset, your guide to local news and culture in Chicago and beyond. My friends drag me out for a night on the town. They said they tied us in the broken heart and look on me now. Are you bobbing your head along? Yeah, me too. That is Chicago blues singer and guitarist Melody Angel playing her song Bad Bad Seed. After a two-year hiatus, the rising star is back and making up for lost time. This month, she performed at Chicago's Blues Fest. Whether it's during a live performance on stage or in her latest album, she brings a modern and youthful edge to the blues. That new album is called Foxy, and it's out now. Bad Bad Seed is just one of ten incredible songs that you can hear on the record. We recently sat down with Melody Angel to learn about her, her craft, and of course, hear some great music. You played recently at Chicago's Blues Fest. That was after not playing for almost the entire pandemic. So talk about that pause. What was that like for you? And what is it like now being back on stage? The pause was dramatic because literally I was planning trips and little tours. And I was supposed to go to Australia. And this was March of 2020. Mm -hmm. And then like after a day or two, they were like, oh, we're this is it. And it took a minute to really register if this was real or not. This, I mean, are we shut down? I've never been through anything like this. So, but when you started getting the calls from everybody saying everything is canceled, it was like, oh yeah. no. And and I know that obviously I live and I'm living through the pandemic too. But I, yeah. I can't imagine what it's like when you also have shows that are booked and people who were coming to see you like I imagine you're thinking of the domino effect yeah it was a big domino effect because people were constantly emailing like well is the show are we gonna move the show is the show gonna and we tried at first you know everybody didn't know how long it was gonna last we had no idea how seriously to take this oh yeah we were like well maybe in a couple weeks we'll uh I remember saying to people like in a couple of weeks we'll 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 do this show again mm-hmm. and everything will be fine and your tickets will still be uh real and all of that and then they were like no stop telling people that. And so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So now you're back on stage. Yes. How's that? I always knew that I love to perform. It's always been my passion. But when I stepped back on stage it was just like I just felt so grateful, so blessed, like, thank you. Thank you for this. And um, I think I'm even more grateful now than I was two years ago. You've said uh, in a recent interview uh, that if you love music, you've got to love the blues. That's right. Well, it's the basis of all the genres in America, in American music, which is the, the dominant force in the world, okay, 
Um, you can't have rock without the blues. You can't have country without the blues. You can't have jazz. Uh, you can't have hip hop without the blues. Mm -hmm. Even the idea of hip hop is from the blues. It's from guys like Muddy Waters, you know, talking on the mic behind some music. Like if you look back at some of those old records, it could sound like a freestyle. You yeah. know, you put a, a new beat on it and there you go. So it's really the basis of everything. And so if you really love music, you have to love the blues. You have to love where all music came from. And where did you get that idea from? Where where did your love for blues start? Well, for me, the guitar started it off. I wanted one because I saw Prince. <laughs> I saw Purple Rain one night. Oh, yeah. Uh, my uncle brought the video over, and I was like, what, what is this? What is this? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is before your time, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I wanted the guitar. Prince led me to Jimi Hendrix, and Jimi Hendrix is who introduced me to the blues. Ah. And because his music was so influenced by the blues, and I really think of him more like a blues rock artist. Yeah, and you're a serious fan because I'm hearing your mother used to take you to Chicago Blues Fest when you were a baby. Yeah, I was in a stroller. So even <laughs> even before I knew where I was, my mom was taking me to the Chicago Blues Fest. And now here you are on stage yeah. at Chicago Blues What's your mom thinking? I mean, you know, we were very emotional. I must say, like, the night before uh, I was set to perform, it was just like... We're really, this is happening from wow. all of these years and from childhood to now. It was a very emotional thing for us. And, and also to bring her out on stage with me to sing some songs. It was just so amazing. Well, let's talk a bit more about her. The, that wonderful woman sitting right over there with you. She's yeah. your manager, your That's mother. Right. She, she got you the guitar that you still play now. Yep. Tell us more about your relationship. Well, you know, my mom... She knew how rough the business was because she 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 did some singing. She did uh, commercial jingles when I was growing up, and she did plays, musicals. Um, so she knew how tough the business was, but she also knew how much I loved it. So she just tried to prepare me as much as she could and just said, you know, it's going to be hard, and people are going to say no to you a lot, and oh, you good. just have to understand that everybody's not going to see your vision and so you just have to maintain who you are and and you'll be okay. I love when parents give that very real talk, yeah. right? Yeah. When we think about the blues though, so often there's this tendency to look back, right? You mentioned right. some popular names already, Muddy Waters and so forth. Yeah. It's a genre with such a rich history, but you are doing something different. You're doing what's described as forward-looking blues right. music. Is that intentional? It is because you know, I, I do get a lot of flack for it, but the, the reality is is that the guys uh, back in the day, the Muddy Waters, yeah. the the Buddy guys, the oldest Rush, you know, Junior Wells, they had their time, and in their time, they had their own sound. But you're getting flack? What are people saying? Well, they there's a there's an aspect of it being we wanted to stay traditional. We wanted to stay stay sounding very traditional. I the see. problem with that is I didn't grow up in those times. I grew up surrounded by R&B, soul, blues, rock, folk, trap, 
hip, you know, I grew up around all of these other genres. And to say that I can't be naturally influenced by all of these things is impossible. The progression of the blues is is supposed to be a natural thing. Yeah. It's not a, a disrespect because I I have nothing but respect for the blues. I love it. It is beautiful. I'm just trying to be my original self when I do it. And what that means is it's going to be mixed with other genres I've been influenced by. Take my hands and move your feet from right to left. Then spin with me. Dip me low and pull me back. Grind me close, baby, just like that. Two steps forward and two steps back. Clap your hands and run it back. Dance for me, baby, dance for me. When I hear your voice, Melody, ooh, man, that power, that soul, that fullness, it it honestly stopped me in my tracks when I first heard you. How has your sound evolved? Well, for me, I think as you, you know, I taught myself how to play guitar, so... In the beginning, it was just about sounding like other people, trying to, you know, sound like them, trying to break down their songs note for note. And then I saw an interview, of course, from Prince, Mm -hmm. who said that the whole point is learn as much as you can about music, but the whole point is to find your own sound, is to be you, is to take a lick that you've heard, but not play it like that, play it like you. Find you in the music. Was that, that easy? That that actually was. It was a freeing thing to mm-hmm. hear him say that. Was like, oh, okay, so I don't have to play it. Like I can kind of just. And I I remember being in 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 my bedroom as a teenager and closing my eyes and playing freely for the first time and realizing the power in that and how amazing that felt as opposed to trying to play note for note. Right. And it freed me. And it, it just made making music so much easier. I'm getting chills. Yeah, it, it changed my life, no doubt. So we've talked about the power of your voice, your sound. Then there's also the power of what you sing about. Let's listen. Can't go here, can't go there. There's no justice, there's no fair. She She black. Oh my goodness. Tell us more about She Black. You, you wrote and recorded in response to the killings of George Floyd and, and Breonna Taylor, right? Yeah, it was um, during 2020, actually. in the When we were in the full lockdown, I started working on an album called She Black, and this was the first song on that album. It was the first song I wrote for that album because of Breonna Taylor. Mm. Um, we're very similar in how close we were are to our mothers. Um, we both were on this path to try to make something of ourselves. Um, and to know that she was taken from this world and there has been no responsibility for her murder. Um Still. It, it, it's it, at this point in time, it just really um, 
it affects me on a deep level because it means that it can happen to me. It can happen to my friends. It can happen to my cousins. It can happen to my mother. Can't go here. Can't go there. Because there's no justice. There's no fear. And I think that people don't realize if you don't do the right thing in situations like this, it causes a lot of um, pain and anxiety that just that just stays with you because you realize what kind of country you're living in in this moment. And if you're not willing to look at that in a in a in a real way and make some real change then nothing, nothing will change. And this will happen again. And um, so writing that song, I was going through a lot. No doubt about it. I was in pain. And at that same time, I started to to do this uh, protest run as well. So I've been running three miles a day every day uh, for Brianna until we get justice for Brianna. And that physical action also helped me mentally just to to have something to do every day that was putting her name and her story out there. To that end, yesterday was Juneteenth, right? And today yeah. we observe Juneteenth. And the blues, they've got such roots in emancipation, which is what the holiday is, of course, all about. Right. I'm wondering more about your thoughts, Melody, as a blues artist right now. Are you thinking about the current events that we're still de- dealing with? You said a second ago, this will happen again. Right. Whether we're talking about George Floyd or we're talking about a Buffalo supermarket shooting and what that freedom or liberation looks like today. What comes to mind? The thing that always comes to mind for me is how focused we need to be as a black community to be united. I think that if anything, if we can get behind anything, it is that we want a safer place to live our lives as black people in America. And so in order to do that, we have to come together and say, we're going to vote. We're going to talk to one another. We're going to make our community safer. Mm -hmm. We're going to look around and see what we can do and then push the country to do their part as well. And, And that means unity. And so Juneteenth, you know, seeing all the black people together, it's a beautiful thing. But I think we need to push for more, we need to push for Juneteenth, that reality of, of walking around and seeing all your people every day. Every day we need to be here for each other. Every day we need to be pushing together to make our lives better. You know, for a lot of us, music, it's it's actually therapy. Yeah. It's community. Yeah. Is that what it is for you? It definitely is. It's, um, I've gone through a lot of things. Uh, my my cousin Jay was murdered in, in Inglewood when he was 19 years old. Wow. Um, and, you know, he was like my little brother. And so I think that people fail to realize that not only are, are we going through something in, these, in, in our neighborhoods, we're dealing with gun violence, gang violence in our neighborhoods, we're dealing with certain police 
that have something against us right off the bat. We're dealing with a lack of resources. It's all happening at once. And it takes a toll on people, takes a toll on their heart. Everybody's not as lucky as me to have music to release that pain, that grief that comes with being Mm -hmm. black in America. And so I'm always so thankful to have music in my life. There aren't a lot of black female blues guitarists, are there? No. Um, and, And there's not a lot of black female guitarists, period, that are able to, they're out there, but able to have a career Mm -hmm. financially is minuscule. You could probably just name maybe one or two that can make a living this way. And I've been told, I used to never say this. I used to actually keep this to myself because I thought saying it out loud would you know, hurt my career or something mm-hmm. like that. But I realized uh, a few months ago that it it doesn't even matter. But I've been told several times by record executives and, and the like that if I, if I were a white girl, I'd be on the cover of Rolling Stone. Really? And that because I'm a black woman playing lead guitar, I have no monetary value. Wow. Yeah. I've been told this for several years. Do you feel differently about that statement now? It was it was very offensive. And you work so hard to get into that room, to get into the right rooms, as you're told. You know, you got to get in front of this label or that or this get booking a seat at the agency. Table. Yeah. And you do your audition or whatever, and they say how great you are, but you have no monetary value because you're a black woman. And so I had to... Um, it, it it angered me. Yeah. But okay. I once again I'm not I'm not gonna allow that kind of racism to affect the person that I am and dim my light. It's just not gonna happen. I met a young girl out at Blues Fest, young black girl. She gave me the biggest hug and just said how much she loved me and loved oh. seeing me. And if I had let those things that were said to me all my career that never would have happened. And oh, so yeah. I am here. Everything that I do, I might not make it to the big shining stage and the whole thing, but it's going to be easier for the next little black girl that wants to do this. And that means everything to me. Absolutely. That is so true. Yeah. Let's listen to another song of yours. This is A Woman's Blues. A woman's blues will break your Woman's blues will break your heart. Woman's blues, woman's blues. Love the wrong man. So this one goes a bit further back in your discography, right? Uh, It sounds almost more traditional bluesy, mm-hmm. as we, yeah. we talked about before. Tell us about creating a woman's blues. So I created a woman's blues. It's an EP, not an album. And I kind of did it so that I could get into the blues clubs. 
I needed something that I could send around to the blues clubs that they would listen to and be like, okay, yeah, we'll book That's you. That's the trick. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I try to be strategic. And then and you're I like, was, well, here's what else I can do. Exactly. <laughs> now that I'm in. That's that's really what I would do. I would have, you know, a group of songs and be like, okay, here, send them these and get me in the door and then and mix it up a little bit. And that, that was my strategy. Yeah. You grew up in Bronzeville, right? Well, yeah, uh, partly in Bronzeville, but, you know, I've kind of been all over. I've been in Hat Park. <laughs> you're a, you're a in, child of Chicago. Yes, I, yeah, <laughs> I would say. How, how Chicago, and I'm using air quotes again, yeah. is your sound? Very. Um, I didn't even realize how much uh, this, my style of rhythm playing was like Chicago until I started listening to Otis Rush, which is my cousin on my mom's side, and he's like a blues legend. Oh, I can't quit you, baby. But I gotta put you down for a while. And I started listening to a lot more of his music and realized his rhythm guitar playing was like mine. And I was like, oh, this is the Chicago sound they're always talking about. So, yeah, I didn't even realize it, but it's, it's, we definitely have our own sound. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, it's a great sound. We yeah. love it. What is next for Melody Angel? And that's your real name, by the way. That is my real name. I have to tell everybody. It's <laughs> on my birth certificate, there. I swear. <laughs> um, but yeah, what's next? Well, I'm I'm going to Canada for the first time ever. Wonderful. You'll love it. Yeah, I'm going to do a festival out there. I'm really excited for that. In Indiana, there's going to be a women's blues festival in Valparaiso, Indiana. And I'm really excited about that. It's going to be all women. We're yeah. going to be just getting down. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Are you a different persona on stage? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, what's, I, you know, what's her name? You know, I think her name is Tina. Ooh. Like, a, like from Tina Turner. Spicy. Yeah, yeah because I just be <laughs> like, oh, got to gotta do it. We got to do it like Tina would, you know? I love it. Yeah. That is Chicago blues artist Melody Angel. Her new album, Foxy, is out now. You can learn more about her music and her work at MelodyAngelMusic.com. Thank you so much for spending time with us. Thank you. Foxy lady, that's what they call me when I'm strutting away. That's it for today's Reset. Keep checking in with us for a daily dose of news and conversation on politics, the economy, arts, and culture. We drop a new episode every weekday afternoon and sometimes on the weekends. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thank you for listening and we'll meet again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day.